Well, hi, welcome to this bonus follow-up episode of My Favorite Mistake. I'm Mark Graven. We're joined today with Lori Baker-Shenna. She was our guest on episode 48. And if you didn't listen to that, I recommend you might want to go back and do so. I titled that episode, Two Bosses Who Didn't Like Each Other. And you know, I think it was a great episode, but I, I made a mistake. There was a follow-up question I should have asked after Lori's um, story, and, and that feedback comes from my most important listener. That's my wife. So she asked, why didn't you ask? And I'm so happy to have Lori back um, to take a follow-up question. So Lori, thank you for coming back. How are you today? It's so good. I'm great. Thank you. It's so great to be here, Mark. And it's so wonderful that your wife is such a great partner in helping you be successful because sometimes when you're in the middle of a, a podcast and you really do get focused, some things that you don't even like think of asking, it's so nice to be able to revisit it and have someone out there supporting you who's saying, look, you know, this is might've been something else you wanted to touch on. So thanks for having me back. And yeah. thanks to your beautiful wife. Yeah, well, I'm glad she did it, and she asked it, and you know, it was a, it was a, um, it was a kind, loving. It would have been better if kind of uh, <laughs> suggestion. So she, uh, I know she'll enjoy hearing your thoughts on this, Lori. So you know, considering that you have a, a PhD in organizational leadership, the follow up question is: What do you think about situations where people have two bosses? I've been in this situation before, where it's a matrix organization. I've got my direct boss, if you will, and then someone else that I'm really reporting to on a day-to-day basis. Um, Some organizations have what they call uh, two-in-a-box leadership, which is a different structure where there's two people sharing, let's say, an executive role and somebody reports up to both of them. Um, So, Lori, the follow-up question is, you know, is it always a mistake to structure two bosses for somebody or is it just something that needs to be managed in a particular way? First of all, before I answer, Mark, could you kind of would you mind sharing your experience? I'm, I'm I don't know if we ever even got to that. What happened with you? I'm just kind of interested. Then I'll get to the the answer. Yeah. So I mean, when I've been in a matrix organization in the past, I think of a time where, let's say, I was reporting. Uh, this has happened in a couple of different organizations. Uh, I was reporting directly to an engineering manager or a director of Lean Six Sigma, but then I was also essentially on a day to day basis. Um, assigned to a particular part of the business where I was reporting to the leader of that area. And so I'm receiving day-to-day direction, mainly from what I'll call the dotted line boss, but then sometimes the direct manager or, or director would make job assignments. And sometimes that came into conflict in terms of time prioritization and and who's giving the most input into your annual review. So there's both that day-to-day impact and then there's the, you know, I've got to keep them both happy or who do I need to keep the most happy in terms of that annual review and the, and the impact that that has on comp- compensation, promotion, and what have you. So that's a little bit of my experience. That's a beautiful example. And it, it just dawned on me while I was listening to you that it's like having two wives, really. Uh, if you think about it, because you both have, you have, I haven't thought about that, but but I think, but but think about that, Mark, (laughs) but think about that for a minute, what that would look like, because it's basically, you have two people who usually, if you have two assigned reports that you report to, you know, you're managing up, they each have some kind of impact and importance on your work life. And so then you have to figure out who is the most important. And sometimes that's not 
an answer you can find. And the whole two wives thing, I think, is a great concept because you love them both. And there's not necessarily one you're going to be more uh, responsive to than the other. So I think that, I mean, I think I'm, I'm just, thank you, Mark, for that inspiration. I know what I'm going to be speaking with you know, to my, my <laughs> leadership team and everything. But at the end of the day, the first thing I would do if I, when I went to an organization is ask them why they have that leadership um, structure, because there might be an incredibly good reason. I mean, especially in large organizations where you have an employee like yourself or people who really add value to different areas of the company. And hence, you they have to tap into your expertise. So it's really important to think along those lines. Why are you, why, first of all, why are you reporting to two bosses? Well, they have to, they need you and they're putting in your expertise. Okay, that's number one. Number two, going into that situation, you have to see what the communication links are between the people you're reporting to. Are they working like in silos so that you don't, they never talk to each other, but they are asking you to do things. So you're sitting there and they're blindly assigning you stuff and they have no idea, A, what your workload is, B, what your priorities are, C, what your deadlines are. And yet they're, and that's what happened to me. They're just throwing stuff at me and they never, ever, ever talked. Okay, yeah. so that's a problem. So, and that's a huge problem. And I, it's one I, I, we talked about in the podcast because you cannot, func- you cannot succeed in that environment because, again, it's that whole, you can't, you can't please both of them if, if, and this is key, Mark, if they're not talking to each other. So I believe that, let's say the, the company does need, the organization does need that matrix um, structure and they both need you. To work in that, I would insist that there is some structure that says this this boss is the priority boss this is the one you need to listen to and that boss is coordinating who comes at you so one there has to be kind of a um delineation between who is really your boss and then who is that boss coming in and giving you more work i guess i know the word is a gatekeeper you've got to have a gatekeeper boss and if you can have a gatekeeper boss who understands that other people need your time, but that gatekeeper is going to prioritize for you and help you structure that, then that can work. But if there's no gatekeeper, then you're incredibly vulnerable to all the uh, ramifications of that. So what, what I hear you saying in a way is instead of having uh, two number ones as bosses, it's like a 1A and 1B, where that 1A is sort of the primary gatekeeper and if you will, tiebreaker, if it comes to conflicts over time and priorities. Yes. And I think that's something you can insist on as an employee, as an executive, as a C-suite executive, whatever you're, you're at, going into, see, that's my big mistake was not understanding that. So not being able to ask for what I need. So as your listeners, if you find yourself in that situation, uh, first of all, let's pretend you're, you're, let's pretend, let's say that you are going to be hired into that situation. I think some of the uh, things you need, the requirements of you actually joining are to say, okay, I'll do that, but I need one direct gatekeeper contact to, to co- coordinate the workload. Okay. That's the first thing I would do. And if you're already in this situation and you're really, you know, sinking, but you still like the company, then you really need to have that crucial conversations. I need one gatekeeper and this is why 
mm-hmm. because it's it's not your responsibility as the employee, Mark, to make those decisions on what is most important for the people who you report to. Mm-hmm. That is not, mm-hmm. that is absolutely not your priority. I mean, not, not your responsibility. And yeah. by making it your responsibility, you add undue stress to the people who are trying to deal with that. And that's not fair mm-hmm. either. So that's a way you can make a dysfunctional organization functional, take stress away from that employee and actually add more to their productivity. Well, I think that's all really good advice, Lori. And if there's another good follow-up question that I've left unsaid, maybe I'll invite my wife to come on as a, a, a special co-host or I'll, I'll connect you with her. I think we need to do that anyway. I think that'd be a great <laughs> idea. And it would add a wonderful third dimension to this conversation. So I think one thing um, my wife would also bring up, she watches a show that I sometimes catch glimpses of when it's on in the background. She watches a show called Sister Wives. Are you familiar with it? Yes. <laughs> so it is this guy, Cody, who has, what, four wives? Um, so, I mean, I do think different. Like, I don't think of a manager the same way I think of a spouse. And I think my wife as an executive would probably not view her direct reports as um, as spouses. So I think that analogy only goes so far where I think of like, you know, sort of, you know, uh, spouse as uh, forever where I've changed jobs. And I think the, that, 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 lo- that sense of loyalty or, you know, whatever to a manager, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, that analogy breaks down a little bit, but having, having to, uh, having, having, being accountable to multiple people where there are conflicts in that could, yeah, that's, that's something we should try to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just kind of like it because it's it's not 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 the whole romantic idea of a partner, but the sure. responsibilities that you always want to make. This is it, Mark. You always want to make your spouse their number one. My my husband is my number one priority in my life. He is absolutely hands down when I he's my north star. So when if there's a decision mm-hmm. to be made, he's he he his needs and his ideas figure into that. So imagine having two of those, and that. Yeah. And that is exactly what happens in an organization where you have someone who, either from a business perspective, they are your priority. They're the ones in charge of your destiny, Mark. They're the ones mm-hmm. in charge of your reviews, your your assignments, how much you're being paid. And having two of them who are not communicating or two of them who are not on the same wavelength, that is, right. that is very tough. Right. And as, as you put it in episode 48, imagine if they don't like each other. That's even another layer of misery. Worse. Right. So um, thank you, Lori, for for doing kind of the bonus extra conversation here. Um, for people who did not hear the original episode, you can find it. Scroll down to episode 48 in the podcast feed, or you can go to markgraven.com slash mistake 48. So again, Lori Baker Shenna. Lori, can you remind people your website um, if people want to come learn more about you and your work? Absolutely. You can find me at www.lori.bakershenna.com. And I'll make sure there is a link to that in the show notes. So Lori, good to talk to you again. Thank you for for coming back and allowing me to ask that follow-up question. My pleasure, Mark. Take good care. Thanks. You too.